0: So, in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13, it says that we were translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, or the kingdom of light. Clearly, we see in the Bible that there are two kingdoms at work. And this whole week, we've been talking about the difference between the two kingdoms and how believers, how Christians are not supposed to operate but in one of those kingdoms. If, you, if a Christian who's in the kingdom of light tries to operate by the principles of the kingdom of darkness, his life's going to go down. But if he operates by the principles of the kingdom of light, his life is going to go up. And the Lord has saved us from that kingdom of darkness and he's brought us into that kingdom of light so that we will thrive yeah. We won't just survive, that we will thrive. And today we're talking about uh, can music lead to that, and we're answering some questions that we've had throughout the week. And uh, the the short answer is can music lead to demonic possession? And the answer is yes, it can. There There are ways, but like we said yesterday about some of the movies and games and other things, Uh, It may not be the way that you think it is. Simply when we have something that we are entangled with that's hard to let go of, we're literally telling the kingdom of the world or the kingdom of darkness, yes, and we're telling God, no. And that process closes the door to God and opens the door to the darkness. Yeah. And in that process, anything, anything, any music, any game, any movie, anything that we're operating and we're constantly rebelling against the kingdom of light, not utilizing it, not walking in that, and we're and we're working with and in parallel with something from the kingdom of darkness, it's opening up a door. And music is one of those things because it is, first of all, we know from the word uh, that the devil he was created, and actually he was in his creation he had uh, tablets and pipes. Uh, he had he had musical instruments built into his being, yeah. and for uh, for what it looks like, he actually led worship yeah. in heaven, and uh, he was beautiful in that way, and that makes sense. I mean, it's like music is one of the most treacherous hooking things that's yes. on this planet and it's so trendy it's so catchy it's it has hooks in it literally they, there's parts of songs that they call what the hook, the hook <laughs> you know so there's a hook there to reach out and grab a hold of you and uh, you can be sitting there it's funny uh, we were talking yesterday afterwards and buddy said just some of the trendy music that's like yes. on the reels in instagram like you're just going through pretty innocently, looking at your friends' reels, yeah. and then they've got some music that's yeah. trendy, and you'll you'll catch it, and it and it'll hook you. Yeah. And and so it it I would say, it really communicates something in our soul and yeah. who we are in the fleshly side of things. Yeah. And music can be very dangerous like that. We just mentioned uh, like three different groups yesterday that. We, I really like myself. I like the sound of it. Yes. I, I really like the sound of it. I like the beat of it. Many times I'm the type of person where I really have to go check the lyrics because yeah. I won't listen to the lyrics. I'll just listen to the music. And I'll be like, man, I really like the sound of that. And then later on I'll look at the lyrics and think, oh, dear God, yeah. that's the last thing I need to be listening yeah. to. Because the influence that's on somebody is what will come through what they create. Yeah. So uh, you know, in preaching it says this: that when we preach, uh, faith is given, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word of God, by context in that Romans 10, is the word of God preached. And so what you actually see is faith is a spiritual substance. It's not a logical substance. Yeah. It's a spiritual substance. And so if faith is transferred, then what's happening is there's a transfer of that one person's faith to the other person. Yeah. You build that faith through the preaching of the word. There's a transfer there. There's an impartation yeah. of spiritual things. So one of the things that we can see from that is that literally we can have an impartation from from people and yeah. from what they create, from the words they say, from the, the words they sing, from the music they sing, from the movies they make. And so if that person is operating in the kingdom of darkness, anything they make is going to have the influence of the kingdom that they're in and operating in, in it. Yeah. And so that makes you very hesitant to, to understand. That doesn't mean that you can't ever watch anything, you can't ever do anything, yeah. but you do need to be mindful of it and don't be unaware of that because you. the Lord will tell you at times, hey, I don't want you to watch that. And to you, it looks very innocent But then you go on down the road two or three seasons, and that thing that was innocent in season one is very dark, and the kingdom of darkness in season three or four. Or you can see something that's very innocent, but you don't know everything that's actually in it or where that person was coming from, and there's some super slight deceptions in it. And you have to be very mindful of that. These are the kind of things that we really, really need to pay attention to yeah. and and stop acting like they don't matter. Right. They do matter. And God says, come out from the world. Yes. Be apart from them. Don't be entangled. Yeah. You're in the world. So you're going to touch these things. You're in the world, but you're not of the world, which means you don't take part with it yeah. and you're not entangled with it. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. It's really beautiful that with the power of Jesus, we can actually be free from the things. Yes. Yeah. That we don't have to be bound by the things of the world. Correct. Or by even the desire for the things of the world. Jesus will give you a desire for the holy things. Jesus will fill you with the desire to not partake with profane things. And you can actually live a life free from being bound by those and being entangled with those things, yes, and it, it does operate in your will though he gives you that free will to choose the holy to choose okay, I don't want to be entangled with those things, you can be set free from it but
0: yeah there so one of the things that you see is that in your um, in your life. You actually operated in both kingdoms and one kingdom pretty heavily. You mm-hmm. saw in in the modeling career that you had, uh, there were some dark things. Yeah. Like in other words, that many in that whole sphere of yes. modeling and entertainment mm-hmm. and everything, they were going down a path that was very dark. you, yes. you talk about roommates that had altars mm-hmm. in their closets. Mm-hmm. And different things like that. What are some of the things that you saw in that industry where the devil was like trapping people and trying and for uh, success sake, Mm -hmm. uh, they were saying, you got to do this if you want to be successful. Just talk about that real briefly.
1: Yeah. Well, the entanglements start out seemingly innocent. You don't you're not really sure what you're doing, getting into it. It's kind of it does parallel well with TV shows, because, like, say you start watching a TV show, and it starts out innocent. You're like, wow, this is so entertaining. This is so interesting. It it, it seems to fulfill a longing I'm having. And then you get deeper into it and deeper into it, yeah. and you realize, this is a lot darker than what I thought. Yeah. Because the devil, he, was, he is classified as the angel of light. So he can appear to be harmless. He can appear to be very cunning, like a snake. He can creep in. So when you start it, start getting into that life. Because for me, when I started listening to secular music, it really started from a place of rebellion, because I grew up in a home where that wasn't allowed. So in an act of rebellion, I started to listen to secular music. And at first it started out seemingly harmless. It was just wow, this is so interesting. I'm really enjoying this music. And then it got into, like, listening to heavy metal. Then it got into listening to rock and, um, like, rap. And all of these these people, unfortunately, are preaching ultimately the same message. And the message is rebel against authority, (laughs) rebel against even working hard for something. Like, a lot of that stuff is... Basically, step on who you need to step on (laughs) to get to what you need to do. And with those people, it's like what I found is a lot of them, self-included, was there's a lack of purpose. There's a lack of identity. And in that lack of identity, you will do and take whatever bait that the enemy will give you. You'll hook onto any bait, anything that seems like you can reach um, uh, the next step, basically. And it's so... Self, like, self-loathing. It's funny because it's like you're in such a low level, but you want to be so high. But yeah. you, you can't. You're stuck in that low level.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what were some of the things, like, just straight up Kingdom of Darkness mm. stuff that you saw?
1: Um, I remember one time I was in a club in Los Angeles, in Beverly Hills, Los Angeles, and, um, like... That was, it was a very interesting night. But what I saw was people like, in clubs it's so interesting because human nature is designed for fellowship. Yeah. We're designed to have that fellowship. So in the kingdom of darkness, you do have a, a form of fellowship. You do have yeah. that. But it, it doesn't stem from love. It doesn't stem from unity. It stems from just a whole bunch of spiritual activity going on. Yeah. But so we're like huddled in this club. I remember we're, we're smoking, drinking, and like in, in my spirit, I knew that I wasn't in the right place. Like I knew in my spirit I wasn't in the right place, but in my soul I thought that like I was like man I really have made it right now. Like I was like this is like the pivotal. This is what (laughs) because I manif I manifested where I was because I had meditated on it and meditated on it and meditated on it. So I'm in the club with a very well known rapper, and I actually mentioned the name to Abby before. We were like they were asking me what are some popular rappers like that you knew or whatever singers.
0: But uh, don't skip over this one part because you you were like, OK, I manifested it. Yeah. But what does that mean? Because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people from Stanley County, they're they're not they're not thinking like that. Yes. They were never raised around that. Now, more of them have been today. Yeah. But basically, what you're saying is you kind of went into some new age stuff and you were meditating on success and believing to manifest success, Mm -hmm. but not through God. No. Which means Mm -mm. it was the way of the world, which means it was the kingdom of darkness. And you're like, I want to utilize my power. And this is, I was actually reading this morning uh, in Genesis at, at the Tower of Babel. And one of the things they say at the Tower of Babel is, that, "Come, let us build a tower for ourselves." Like, and basically, they're they're doing it for themselves, yes. by themselves. Yes. And this is why the Lord had the cap put a cap on it mm-hmm. because He knew that if they continue in this, they will destroy themselves. Yes. And so He put a cap on that. So that they couldn't, so that mankind just couldn't completely destroy itself. Yeah. And yet we're still trying to do, we're still in Babel yes. today, yeah. trying to do the same thing for yeah. ourselves, by ourselves, not by God, mm-hmm. and not for God. And these things are major, major problems. So yes. you're operating actually in New Age activity before you got to this club.
1: Yeah, but, oh, for sure. Yeah. It was it was a buildup of years so, when I was at that club, I think I was around 21 years old. I think the trip was for my 21st birthday. But I had started listening to this particular artist when I was 17. So that's four, that's yeah. four years of listening to the music. What yeah. I would do, and it, like literally this is what I would do, I would listen to the artist's music, I would listen to it on drugs, I would listen to it while I was smoking, and I would just imagine myself meeting them. Yeah. And that's what I did for years. Yeah. And years and years and then eventually I did. Yeah. It was yeah. like it but it's so crazy cuz who who taught me how to do that? Yeah. Who like it in the, the pride of life and like building up a tower for myself. I was so I was so convinced in my mind that if I did this, everything would work out. Yeah. I was so convinced, and all it did was lead me into such a deep darkness. I remember the—, the It didn't
0: work out. No,
1: my gosh, no. Uh,
0: I, uh, <laughs> and see, the devil will pave a path for you to get to the place where he has control over you. Yep. He, he, understand that, and put it in the comments. The devil will pave a path for you to get you to the place of controlling you. He That's will really do good. that. And that's what happened. You thought you had arrived. And the devil's like, You arrived somewhere, all right.
1: I think I, I know it was the mercy of God really, but if if that night would have went where I had wanted it to go, I think I would have gotten into a lot of darkness. Yeah. Uh, worse. Yeah. I already was in darkness, but it yeah. would have gotten much worse. Yeah. And so I thank God for his his protection and angels however it worked in the spirit realm praise god there was some protection
0: yeah well god's merciful (laughs) praise the lord so you're in the club then what happens
1: we're just smoking and i remember the person that i was with i don't want to say the name i don't think it's necessary the person i was with i remember they had sunglasses on so i don't i don't think i saw their eyes the whole time i didn't see their eyes once um and i remember there was this like like longing in me to fulfill something i just don't know what i couldn't put my finger i can't even put words on it to this day i'm sure it was just ultimately pride of life but there was just this longing but it wasn't happening and like i was just standing there and they're they're like sunglasses are on not they didn't say one word to me like so complete and utter like not considerate of of me at all, which didn't matter like at the time i didn't yeah. care I was like, you don't care about me, whatever i'm here, and just like then like sorry, i'm just like, this is God is so good and merciful
0: yes, he is
1: <laughs> he's so good and merciful this is it, it, it's a reality that these people are operating by demon powers, yeah, like because uh, Just the sense of darkness, but you don't know how deep you are in the darkness. Yeah. Like, there was, there's absolutely no light. There's none, not even, like, obviously, I mean, we're in the club. Like, in the natural, there is no light. We actually are in the dark, but spiritually, like, so in the dark. And I just remember drinking myself sick and blacking out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's. And there was darkness all around you, to the point where you don't even know how to describe it. Really, is what, I don't, I, what I, I'm gathering. From I
1: it. can't. I, I can't put words to it. All I know is that, like those moments when I, because it wasn't just with that person. Like there were just like I was always in clubs, like always befriending these yeah. people, trying so hard to running from the call of God on my life. Yeah. And um. All it did was fill me with. More emptiness yeah and, and more confusion and yeah. and like it's like kind of like with weed with the gateway drug music yeah. is a gateway to more dark music yeah all it did was open up more doors to darkness because when yeah. in a way like, in the Bible, when people would bring sacrifices to their gods, they'd bring food to their gods. Yeah. You can even have eating as an idol. Like, what you're doing is you're literally feeding this power. Yeah. So the more that you feed it, the bigger it gets. It's yeah. like, a, like a monster. It really, yeah. you you can't, like, it's not just like a one once and done type of thing. Yeah. Because your free will, and I got deep into it. I understand not everybody gets as bad. I understand that. But... It really is a matter of free will yeah. and what you're choosing to feed.
0: But see, if you're, you went, you went deeper than most people do Quick, quickly, many people will spend most of their life on the fringes of that mm-hmm. and think that it's okay because they didn't go that deep. Yeah. But you're still on the fringes of darkness. Yes. Like you're still not on the fringes of light. You're on the. You're mm-hmm. still de- dealing with darkness. You're still entangled with darkness. So, and just quick answer here. So, you had a friend who had an altar in yeah. her closet. What was she? An altar to what?
1: Honestly, I don't know what what God she prayed to. I, yeah. I never asked her. Yeah. Um But I do know there was this one time um, that she had. She was telling me about a dream she had Yeah. and how in this dream she was aware that she was dreaming, right? Yeah. And she said that she could hear people talking to her in the dream. And like it was like she like left her body in the dream. It's just yeah. crazy. She might have been astral projecting, astral yeah. projecting for all I know. I don't know. But Which is a
0: real thing. It, yeah, yeah, it is.
1: Um, and she was telling me about, like, she knew their names. She knew they were, like, wanting her to, like, leave. And I remember sitting at the edge of the bed. This was a couple months before I had cried out to Jesus. But I remember sitting at the edge of her bed talking to her and thinking <clears throat> in my head, what the heck? Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, I don't know, like, what she's talking about. I don't know. Because I, I had never experienced things yeah, like that, yeah. that. I had never experienced things like that. Because I wasn't willingly... To my knowledge, praying to God's, like I was acting and making the choices and feeding them yeah. with my actions in my soul. But in my spirit, I never thought that I was praying to a God. Yeah. But no. I think she had willingly.
0: But the altar in her closet was not to Jesus.
1: No. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Did you ever get like invited or told that you should that you should make this covenant and <clears throat> ask for help for success? Uh, some kind of spiritual covenant, or see that happen?
1: No, to my knowledge, no. I remember, I mean, signing contracts with agencies, but to as far as spiritual covenants go, no. Yeah. Um, I think truly, like, I think it was the mercy of God yeah.
0: keeping yeah. me and protecting me. I understand Um that. Did you hear about those things happening?
1: Um, uh, no, honestly, no.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's other there's people that I know that are in Hollywood stuff like that and they uh, they actually yeah. are like yep this is what happens quite yeah. often you know yeah. you you give yourself over to an entity so that you can be successful it's quite yeah. often and that is the mercy of Lord of the Lord on you helping mm-hmm. you to stay away from that yeah. uh, praise the Lord but these things are real yes, they are. I remember in music one time I was working at a um, one time I was working at uh, a restaurant and I started like just just washing dishes at the restaurant and uh, they needed help. I was actually working next door at the movie store. Uh, they had a guy that didn't come in or something. They asked for help. I went in and helped. I did a good enough job. They asked me to come back. I started working back there then in the kitchen and then I started working out in the um, room in the restaurant yeah. and um, so then... Most of the waiters and wait staff at that restaurant, it was a very hip place at that time. It was a small restaurant, uh, really cool, great food, a hip place. Most of the waiters and wait staff knew each other. like They were were actually friends with each other. And most of them uh, were either in a band or dated somebody that was in a band. And most of them were in blues. They were into blues music. And I'd never really been into blues music, but I remember one uh, night they invited me to come with them to the club after we were done working and uh, go and listen to their band that they had. And I remember sitting in there, and I't like I wasn't doing drugs or anything like that. I think I'd, I think I'd drink some alcohol or something. And, uh, but I'm sitting in there, and they start playing the music, and it's now, hear this. It's one of the most spiritual experiences I've ever had in my life wow. in that club with that music. And it wasn't it wasn't the club. It was the music. Yes. It was the music. Yeah. And I could feel myself because I'd grown up, you know, around spiritual things. I'd prayed for miracles and seen them when I was little. So I was aware of the spiritual. And I'm sitting there and and man, I could feel that music pull me and move me and yeah. and everything and it was like i'm I'm giving these motions, but it wasn't like i was I was dancing it was like I could feel it playing on my motion and my soul, yes. and i could I could feel that those different things and I mean i'm like it was so it was so surreal, it woke me up actually, it caught my attention. And, and I was like, and then watch this. Now, my flesh enjoyed it. Matter of fact, I walked out of there that night like, that was amazing. And I want to feel that again. Like, that was totally different. And uh, yeah. I want to feel that again. Yeah. You know, that was yeah. what my flesh was saying. But because I had the Lord living inside of me, yeah. even though I wasn't going after him fully, he was still there. And the Holy Ghost is still there, Man. and I knew this is like an anointing, but a false anointing, like yes. a counterfeit anointing. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was like, I really want to do that again, but I, I, it's not right. Wow! Like that's not right. And I never went back. Now, yeah. you got to understand, my flesh wanted to. Yeah. But the the Holy Spirit, I, this morning, I, I, for my birthday, I decided I wanted to. Read through the Bible in ninety days, so that's what I'm started doing this morning, and um, I'm reading it. I'm reading in Genesis four this morning, and I want I want to read this to you because this is so important. See, if we give ourselves to those things, you're opening up doors of entrance, and no. you don't want to open up doors of entrance. God doesn't want you to be controlled by anything. No. Uh, and even listen, even God doesn't make you do stuff. Right. He doesn't make you. No. See, we choose to love God. Yeah. God doesn't make us do no. stuff. We choose to love God. Now, some people give themselves to the point where they lose control of themselves. Yeah. And uh, but God doesn't want that. God God yeah. wants us to be able to choose Him. Yeah. But look at this. So God's talking to Cain. And uh, and God's talking to Cain, and in uh, Genesis 4 and verse 6, it says, Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door, and its desire, listen, sin's desire, sin's appetite is for you. Hear that. Put that in the comments. Yeah. Sin has an appetite for you. Yeah. You don't be eaten by sin. Don't be eaten by the kingdom of darkness, by the yeah. things of the world. And yeah. then it says this. The Lord says this. Even to Cain, he says, but you must master it. You must master sin. Yeah. Put it in the comments. So good. I mm-hmm. must master sin. And if God said that, yes. then you have the ability to master sin. That's right. You see, our job is not to be <clears throat> pulled around and pushed around by sin. Yeah. Our job is to master sin. Yes. And we're empowered to do that by Christ. We don't have to be pushed around by it. We can yeah. push sin around. Yes. We can submit it. We can master sin. Yeah. And that's what the Lord told Cain, and that's still alive today. We must mm-hmm. master sin. Yeah. We should tell sin what, what it's going to do. No, you're not having any part in my life, you see. Yeah. And this is where we need to live, but most believers yeah. don't know that, and they don't know that they can. So let me give you one more part of that, because many of people say, well, I just can't. I just can't stop doing this. That's not true. That's, that's a right. lie. That the enemy has told you, but it's not true. In Second Peter chapter one and verse three, it says, seeing that his divine power, so we're talking about the first thing that we're talking about is the power of God. Yeah. The power of God has released something. Yes. It's not by some power that can't win. His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who has called us by mm-hmm. his own glory and excellence. So, we're not talking about we're not talking about something we can't do. That's no, right. if you're a believer and if you're a Christian, you can master sin because he's already granted to you by his divine power everything you need for godliness. And that's what grace is for. In Titus, you see, that grace empowers you to deny all ungodliness, master sin, and walk in the fullness of God's godliness. And in that place is the fullness of blessing. You become a beacon of that light. You carry that light. And darkness has nothing for you. And that go to John chapter 1, the gospel of John chapter 1 and verse something. I'll give it to you in a second. Matthew, Mark, Luke, come on, John. There we go. John chapter 1. And uh, he said, look look here in verse 4. In him, in Jesus, was life, and the life was the light of men. Verse 5. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it right the darkness did not comprehend it that means that darkness did not overcome it yeah comprehend it means it did not it did not overcome the light darkness can't overcome the light and if we will master sin and we will put on the grace of God be empowered by grace to walk out godliness, you will become a beacon of light and you yeah. will be the kind of force that darkness can't beat. It Amen. can't overcome. Darkness got no answer for it. Yeah. That's what it means. Yes. It, comp- it doesn't comprehend it. It yeah. has no answer for light. Yeah. And as you came out of that, you became that beacon of light. You guys are a beacon of light and that's the way we're supposed to operate. We were translated out of the kingdom of darkness yes. and into the kingdom of of his dear son, yeah. who is the light, the yeah. kingdom of mm-hmm. light, yeah. and so we received that today, and we had so many questions yeah. that I want to jump into today. If you have questions about anything we 've talked about, we talked about music, we talked about games, we talked about movies, and we talked about TV series, we talked about uh, all kinds of mm-hmm. genres, genres, and everything. Uh, listen, if you have any questions, go ahead and put them in the comments, but Abigail has some questions that have already been asked, so let's go ahead and jump into those.
2: Hi, uh, Matthew Almond asked, is it a bad idea to sell your old stuff from your rebellious days, or uh, should, should you just throw it away?
0: Good question. <laughs> so he's talking about having, having things like if you bought a bunch of novelty items and things like that, or collector items and things like that, what should you do with them? Ultimately, what I've found is the Lord will tell you what to do with those things. Um, for a lot of people, they're like, I'm not putting this in somebody else's life. Um, I'm not going to do that. My conscience would be seared over that. If you if you feel like your conscience would be seared to put it in somebody else's life, just throw it away, burn it, do whatever you have to do. Uh, another thing that you can do... If you don't have your conscience seared over that and you, you feel like selling it to somebody, then sell it to somebody. That's, uh, but I will say this, that there is kind of some precedent when he says don't eat food that's given to idols. Um, he'll say, look, if that offends the conscience of somebody else, don't do it. He said, but if your conscience isn't seared over that, mm-hmm. then it, we understand it's not what goes into the body, but what's in your heart that actually does that. So we can kind of see that the Lord allows room for either way. The issue is, what is God telling you to do? Um, I've, I've taken things and I've, I'm, most of the time, I've thrown them away or burned them. Uh, I just like breaking that completely over yeah. my life. Uh, but at the same time, I can see, like, man, if you got a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff and somebody's going to go buy it somewhere. And you're going to give that money to now advance the kingdom. You're basically taking money from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And you're going to give it to like the church to advance or whatever. That I can see. Like I can see it both ways. So you just be led in how you're doing it. And the Lord will uh, show you exactly what Mm -hmm. you need to do for that instance. Okay, next.
2: Holly asked, can you give examples of how to handle children in school that are being exposed by classmates or teachers with items like Halloween parties, Pokemon character parties, et cetera?
0: Yeah, well, I think that this is one of those things, and I'm, I'm going to add uh, Miss Chris's question in here, too. She said, what are your thoughts about harvest festivals at churches? Um, so, for example... Almost every year, and, and hear this, uh, and, and don't, don't run away if you're you know critical of this, but almost every year we actually participate in a trunk or treat that they have downtown uh, with the city. Now, there's a reason why we do it, and you need to hear this reason, because yeah. a lot of people, they think they know this stuff. I personally don't like, I don't want to have a Harvest Festival at, at boomerang i don't i'm convicted over it. i don't want to have that i don't want to have a trunk or treat i don't want to have a harvest festival i don't want to have any of that stuff i'm convicted over that and i i feel like we would be doing wrong to do that am i don't agree with halloween i don't agree with celebrating i hate that halloween has gotten as big as it has by the immature ideas and and knowledge, immature knowledge of most of the church because the church is the one many times that's allowing that. They're the pillar of truth and yeah. they've backed off of you know those kind of things and allowed their kids to. And this goes into Holly's question is, you got to be willing to have a hard question and answer time with your kids. What's hard on your flesh? You got to be willing to tell mm-hmm. your kids, we're not doing that. And you got to have a strong enough guts to stand up for what's right with them, or else your kids won't stand up for what's right in their, when they're an adult.
1: That's right.
0: If they don't know how to tell their flesh no, and you as a parent don't know how to tell their flesh no, then, then you won't. Now, so why do we go do that trunk or treat? Well, they're having the trunk or treat every year. We're not hosting it. We're not doing anything with it. However... They asked, and think about this, in this little festival of darkness, Mm -hmm. they asked us to come and be a kingdom of light in it. They literally reached out and asked if we would like to participate years ago, and I'm like, Yes. Let's go be the light in your little festival of darkness. Yeah, let's do that. Amen. And so literally, we will pray with people nobody we don't dress up, we don't wear the costumes. We just put it out and we're we just love on yeah. them and we're so happy to be there and yeah. we've tried to be in the same place like every year. And so we will we will give into our community and feed that light because when we asked I said, Lord, I said, what do you want me to do with this? I'm expecting him to say, no, don't go participate. And he said, I want you to go be the light in the middle of darkness. And Mm -hmm. I went, okay, yeah, that's what we're going to do then. And uh, so we are going there with the purpose of being a light and a brand in the middle of it and loving on people. We've literally watched testimonies after testimony come out Mm -hmm. of that outreach. But... We don't want to celebrate here at the church what you're celebrating for the world. Yeah. So I'm not a big fan of all of that, all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Um and but we are to be the light everywhere we go. This is the city that God's planted us in, they're deciding to have it. We're going to go be the light in the yeah. middle of that. And uh, so that's yeah. that's what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, Buddy says we're in the world, but not a, we're being a light, but not a partaker. Like all of our kids are not going around to all the boosts partaking of that, you know, in that way. Mm -hmm. We're not dressing up. We're not being a part. We're in it. We're touching it. We're being a light to it, but we're not partaking in it.
1: It reminds me um, when we went soul winning last week. The Lord had, I believe the Lord gave me a leading to go into a tobacco store. And I kind of wrestled with it because I was like, ah, are you sure you want me to go in right, the tobacco right. store? I don't really want to go in the tobacco store. They sell paraphernalia in there and all that. So I believe he wanted me to go in. So I got to go in and witness to a Muslim and sow the gospel into him. Wow. And had I not listened and had I like been so legalistic of like, no, I am not of the world. Like I'm not yeah. going in the tobacco store. I wouldn't have been able to sow that yeah. word of life yeah. into somebody who literally needs it. So yeah. it's a testimony of not... You're not of the world, yeah. But you're and in I, it.
0: I wouldn't recommend that people just like start with those places. But no. if the Holy Ghost says to, then go. Yeah. It, but don't go in there in pride, like you Because know, yeah. there's some like if I just stopped smoking last week, I, He's not going <laughs> to send me to the tobacco store. Okay. No. So anyway, yeah. uh, so awesome. All right. Um, can you go ahead, Abigail? And then there's two questions right there. Mm-hmm.
2: So. Okay, so Buddy and actually Hannah asked uh, two questions that go hand-in-hand yesterday, and we started to answer them, but I figured I would ask again. Okay. Uh, Buddy asked, would this mean that we should do away with all secular entertainment? And then hand-in-hand with that, Hannah asked, she said, I got into legalism and judgment with things of the world. How can we remain in being holy and set apart while staying out of legalism?
0: Yeah, uh, the biggest thing is you need to hear from the Lord um as a general as a general rule for myself I'm not listening to much secular music as a general rule now I don't mind it you know, like you can have you can have music uh you can have music that'll be basically like man it's so beautiful outside today I'm so glad to be here and all that and it's not really worshiping anything. It's celebrating life. It's doing stuff like that, pretty neutral in that way. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, remember we're to be judged for every idle word. So in one form, um, that could be looked at as idle. Another form could say, "Well, God made that stuff, and I'm celebrating what He made." And I can see both parts of that. Uh, the issue is, what is the Lord telling you to do? If he's telling you for for example, at one point he told me don't do not listen to any secular music, and yeah. I basically did that for about fifteen years. Wow. like I would hear music while I was out in a store or something, but I would rarely turn it on. I would yeah. almost never turn on any music i for the most part, I never have the radio on in my car as a general rule. Um, if you're riding with me, like if you rode with me most of the time, I almost never have the radio on. Almost never. Um, if we're going on a family trip or something, I might turn some on here and there. A lot of it will be oldies and, and things when it was a little bit more pure. Uh, but the Lord, the Lord will tell you at times, like, I don't want mm-hmm. you to listen to any of that. And, yes. and you need to listen to that. Uh, but at the same time, you're in this world and you're going to come in contact with those things understand that just don't take part with the kingdom of darkness don't entangle yourself yeah. and but if you ever get to a song or a movie or something like that and god says turn it off and you get that little check in your spirit you need to turn it off right then like don't go any further turn it off turn it off and uh, that is very important, and it becomes more and more important as you grow in the Lord and your spiritual influence becomes stronger and the anointing on your life becomes stronger. That becomes more and more important. And so if you want to become stronger, you need to be quicker to do those things earlier. So a lot of people don't realize that those little things that really most people would say, well, that doesn't really matter those things are huge when you're more powerful. And so if you want to be more powerful, pay more attention to those things earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if, yeah. if that makes sense. No, so I don't, you know, God's not taking us out of the world, but he's keeping us. And how does he keep us? We read it yesterday in John 17. You sanctify them in truth and you're, the word of God is truth. So it, the word of God will help us to discern That's not right. No, that's not. And we need to know the Word of God. We need to have revelation of the Word of God. We need to walk with the Word of God and apply it in every way. So that answer your question? Good. Amen. All right. uh, Next.
2: Uh, Barrett asks, can you give some practical examples of how you've taught your kids to discern the spirits in TV, shows, movies, and music?
0: yeah well, I mean, one thing is, I mean, there's been multiple things where I've told the kids, like we're not watching that anymore, and you need to be you need to be strong enough to do that and see this. don't view this as a place understand this. what the devil does is he he plays on your mind, he plays in your soul and and he tells you you're telling your kid no. I'm not necessarily telling my kid no. I'm teaching my kid how to make a choice to live in a kingdom of light. I'm -hmm. teaching uh, my child how to make proper godly choices. I'm teaching my child how to submit his flesh and, and renew his mind. I'm teaching my children how to live for God so that my kids will be blessed. I'm not telling them no, I'm telling them why and what I'll do used to many, many times parents will say just no because they don't know enough to explain it to their kids. What I would do is I would turn to the kid and I'd say, you know, what do you think about this? Do you think this is okay or not? And a lot of times they don't know and they'll be like, I don't know. Well, does that look like it's holy? Oh, well, no, that doesn't look like it's holy. Well, that means it's unholy. Yeah. Like, what, do you think that's right? Um, do you think that's something that yeah. God would be happy with? You know. And I'm teaching, it depends on what level that they're at, but I'll step them through a series of questions, and they will come to their own resolve. Oh, man, this is not God. Yeah. And I'll say, if it's not God, do you think we should be watching it or listening to it? And they're like, no. And mm-hmm. I'll say, then what do we need to do? And they're like, we need to turn it off. Yeah and their flesh is mm-hmm. disappointed but their spirit man knows even at that age their spirit man knows and yeah. i'm teaching them how to separate the the spirit and the flesh yeah. and see which one to follow. And then I'm leading them an example of how to be strong in the spirit mm-hmm. and be able to tell their flesh no. Yeah. Most mm-hmm. most kids have never really told their flesh no, and they're very undisciplined with these things, and they don't know and they don't know how to win. And their parents have set them up to lose and mm-hmm. fall prey to the kingdom of darkness because they've not taught them. Yes. How to say no to their own flesh. See, I will teach my kids not just that if I need to, I will tell them no, but I'm teaching them how to say Mm -hmm. no to their own flesh. There's a big difference between that. I'm raising them in godly ways, training them up, you know, to go after God, train them up in godly ways. Right. Yeah. So that's Mm -hmm. that's The biggest thing, if there's another example. And Abigail may remember something as my daughter, something that I've done.
2: That was it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Grayson asked the kicker, what about Santa? Well,
0: what about it? (laughs) He was a real person. He was. He was actually. There actually was a Saint Nicholas, so he was a real person. Um, you know, we we decided long ago that we're not lying to our kids, and we would um, we would just not lie to them. You know, if they if they ask us, you know, uh, we would say, "Listen, we would enjoy." Look, I we never wanted to take away from our kids the joy of opening presents on Christmas morning. That was yeah. such a A cool family tradition, and we loved it, and we would teach the kids not to get in their flesh over that. Uh, But uh, we would just allow that. Eventually, the kids would grow up and start to realize, hear other kids talking, and be like, is Santa real? And we're like, yeah, he was a real person. And we would leave it at that, you know. But their their mind's wondering, and eventually they're wondering, like, how do these presents get here? How do you think they get here? And we would just ask questions, but we would never lie to them. We yeah. would not lie to them about that. And uh, if they point blank, you know, said, "I think it's you," I might not. I might say, "Okay." <laughs> you do, you know, but it was, and eventually, you know, they'll they'll find out about that. No, and, and we'll say, look, we never lied to you, and that's yeah. what we did. We we kept it as fun. We kept it as a moment of giving, and and um, you know, we we basically never lied to them. We never, but here's what we didn't do in the house. We didn't promote Santa. Yeah, they found out by Santa by going to school, <laughs> right? We never said Santa brought these presents.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? We never mm-hmm. said that.
1: Yeah.
0: We, we, they just showed up. And their kids, their friends at school did that, taught uh-huh. them how to think on that. And uh, if they came and asked, we would help direct their questions, but we never lied to them. And that was a way for us to not take away the joy and the surprise of Christmas morning and to bless our kids but not lied to them about it. And when they would ask, I mean, I, Abigail might can remember, you know, they would, you know, we would just be kind of blank slates on that, mm-hmm. you know, for a while and. And they would enjoy the mystery of it. They would enjoy mm-hmm. the fun of it. But we never lied to them. And they kept getting presents on Christmas. Yeah. They still get presents on Christmas. <laughs> she's Woo-hoo. about to be 22, and she's getting <laughs> presents on Christmas morning. I still get presents on Christmas morning. I'm about to be 50. But anyway, because that's fun. And it's yeah. a good family thing. I love it. So, it is
2: fun. Yeah. Amen.
0: <laughs> what else?
2: Yes. <laughs> that is what happened. We were you no, know, you were you were right. What that's what I remember too. We were just kind of left to believe, you know, what we wanted to believe, and it was like, is Santa real? And you're like, well, what do you think? And it was just a lot of, well, I think he's real, and we left it at that. And basically, we didn't want the presents to stop, so we didn't push past that for a while. It was. I'm
0: pretty sure.
2: We, he's yeah. not
0: coming down the chimney anymore I'm pretty sure but I sure don't want these presents to stop So yeah.
2: We yeah. didn't even have a chimney yeah. um, but we just didn't want the presents to stop so we really just didn't ask for a long time <laughs> an, an embarrassing long time actually yeah. we were a lot older than most people.
0: <laughs> and we would you know we would tell them like look you." when they would find out we would say look you've got You've got kids at school that their parents have chose to tell them this lie. And and they're doing it because they love their kids and they they think it's right. They think it's okay. But I would just say, don't talk about it. You know, let them, that's their parents' deal, and let mm-hmm. them, don't ruin it for those kids Yeah. Uh, in that way just because you've figured it out and you know that now. But <laughs> we just weren't lying to them. But we weren't, now understand, weren't trying to hide it from them either We are just kind of being silent on it, and as silent as we could be so that they would enjoy the fun and the mystery of it. But, uh, yeah, that was, um, I don't ever, think about this, would God lie to you? No, Mm -mm. he's not lying to you. And that's part of what's coming up inside of them is that spirit of that child is like, this isn't adding up, and, and I don't think... That's actually the Lord bringing that kind of stuff up, so don't be afraid to do that. But you, And you can tell them, even if you tell them early, say... Listen, say, it's a tradition for parents to do this for their kids, and we've longed to do it, and we'll keep doing it, you know. And, um, you know, that's it's Christmas morning, but we don't celebrate Santa. You know, we don't Mm -hmm. celebrate the Easter bunny. We don't celebrate any, the tooth fairy, right? We don't do any of that. These things, these are traditions, uh, but we don't relate them to a fantasy person so that we're not lying to our kids. We still may do those things. But we're not relating it to that.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't. You mm-hmm. got to understand this that many times, uh, well, not many times, pretty much all the time, your children are going to look at God the way they look at you. And if they think that you lied to them, then they're going to think God will lie to them. That yeah. simple. If you don't keep your word, they're going to think God won't keep his word. So if you tell them, hey, if you if you exaggerate because you're mad and say, if you do this again, I'm going to ground you for a month, and then you only ground them for a week, they're going to think they're going to get that kind of okay. leniency with God. Listen, if God speaks words, it's coming to pass. And and what he says is coming to pass. So God doesn't mince words. God doesn't use idle words. And so, But kids are going to have the thought that God does it the way... That way that you do it. So you want to make sure that your yes is yes, your no is no. Don't exaggerate. Don't lie. Don't don't bend the truth. You know you don't want to do that because God doesn't do that. And so that's that would always be my recommendation. Yeah. So, amen. So, did we have any other questions? We covered them all. Wow, this is amazing.
1: What would you? What would you tell to somebody who ha- is coming out of that life of darkness? Because when I was coming out of that life of darkness, I didn't, at the time, have pastors, didn't yeah. really have any spiritual covering in my life. That's a great so question. So, as that, those, because I remember there would be like demonic interest in things in the room as I was trying to go to bed at night, because as I was refusing that life, like those strongholds were. Manifesting. You know,
0: the things that you had interacted with yes. unknowingly were making themselves known.
1: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So what would you tell those people?
0: Get into a real spirit filled church, A S A P. Yeah. Like do not play games with that because it literally can suck you back in. And you almost were sucked back in yeah. multiple times. Mm-hmm. And get into a church that knows the power of God and doesn't just talk about it, but operates in the power of God quickly and start getting in fellowship with God right away. Not just at church, but uh, the word, worship, and prayer uh, led by the Spirit of God in, into it. Find a church that is alive. I'm not just talking about an exciting church. I'm talking about a church where they're probably talked about in the community more than likely, a church where demons are coming out of people, people are getting healed uh, into a church where they're actually seeing the power of God Finance, financial miracles they're operating in in that that's that's the kind of people that God actually tells you to follow, yeah is that through faith and patience they're inheriting the power. Avoid men that, that deny the power. You want to find a church that's operating in power, yeah. not just talking about it, and do it ASAP. Yeah. And if you don't have one near you or you're still looking for the one near you, in the meantime, you watch one that's carrying that power. Yeah. Watch, watch their services, listen to their messages. Paul, How will God keep us from the evil one? He will sanctify us or separate us by his truth. And if if the Lord says that when we preach the word he will work with his word verifying it with power yep. with with manifestations signs and wonders. Yeah. So if you have a church that doesn't have signs and wonders are they're not preaching the fullness of that truth. Yeah. And so you want to get you want to be kept from the enemy you want the fullness of truth being preached. Yeah. So find one that's actually operating in those things and uh, watch it, listen to it, go to it. And if you need to, move to that place. (laughs) Move to that place. Like, Don't play with that because in that local church body is really where our nourishment is, uh, is is where we flourish in the kingdom of God. So, amen. Buddy had a question. Go ahead.
2: Buddy asked, what about people who say that many Christmas traditions Traditions such as Christmas trees are rooted in pagan worship.
0: Yeah, they're well, they're right. They were rooted in pagan worship. Um, you, you've got you've got some. You actually have roots of all kinds of different things. Uh, Christmas trees, Easter. Uh, you could say that Easter was rooted in pagan worship, but you could also say that Easter was rooted in some Christianity. You can see things were... Christian you know, uh like like um Santa Claus uh, what was the name Chris,
1: Chris uh
0: Chris Kringle but the, there was uh Saint Nick Saint Nick yeah Saint Nick he was actually rooted in Christianity that's why we know him that's why we know his character uh where he would do that so you're going to find people that are looking for that in almost everything Like when we have a Christmas tree, it's more—it's become more of a tradition to us. Mm -hmm. There's no in our home. There's no, you know, paganism around that or anything like Mm -hmm. that. And we're not—we're not doing it for any pagan reasons in that way. But you're going to be—I mean—because the world and society is a mix so much. You're going to see those things around all of that. But for me, again, it comes back to—is the Holy Spirit writing this on your heart? You know, if he told me, listen, if he told me, you know, don't have a Christmas tree this year, we wouldn't have a Christmas tree. It'd be just that simple. Yeah. Um, it's like that easy for me. Like, it's yep. not a it's not a big deal. But yeah. uh, but you have to be led. If the Holy Spirit is convicting your heart over that thing, then don't. Then don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there is a point of, and like uh, Ted Chelsworth Jr. and I were talking about that this before, there's a point where... Some legalistic person could pull out every item and literally destroy all the joy in the, in people's lives. It's true uh, because of their legalism, not mm-hmm. because it's godly. Because of legalism, And you have to be mindful of that. You have to yeah. guard against that. And and it's like you. They would have you not celebrating anything, not enjoying life, not giving any gifts to people. They would have you, they would say, well, there's paganism in those gift giving. You know, it's like, yeah, you probably could find that back. You, you yeah. probably could trace that back some, somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you have to watch legalism coming in in the form of godliness. But you have to make sure that it when it's godliness, you don't call it legalism. There's a balance in between yeah. that. And ultimately, God wrote it like this, I will write these things on your heart. And if you're convicted of it and it keeps yep. coming up to you and keeps coming up to you and keeps coming up in your spirit, then even if it was just in your mind but it's there, yeah. then for you, you need to not do it. In that way. Yeah. And uh, you have to make sure that you're, that you're being mindful of legalism and godliness and balancing them. And, and seeking, watch this, and Colossians says this, 315, let the peace of God mm-hmm. rule on your heart. So like when we personally, when we put up a tree, I got perfect peace over that. Like I don't have anything in my spirit going, oh, this might be wrong i don 't have that at all. I have perfect peace on that, and yeah. it 's a part of our family tradition at this point
1: yeah
0: and and i 'm good with it because of that. But if somebody didn 't have peace on that i 'm fine if they don't have one that 's their that 's their choice in that way. Let the peace of God yeah. rule in your heart so <laughs> did you have
1: something I, I was trying to find the scripture, I think you might have said it in Colossians, but I thought it might have been somewhere else in the epistles where it's basically saying like be convicted over sin if if the conviction is in your heart then let that be the teller of something i don't know the scripture <laughs> i'm trying to think of it
0: yeah well it it tells it tells you that you're basically guilty of what your heart convicts you of yeah yeah and uh, and that's exactly yeah. what i'm saying mm-hmm. is if your heart convicts you and you keep doing it then you're guilty of sin in that yeah. in that yeah. thing and because the Holy Spirit convicts our heart, yeah, and that kind of goes to Colton's question too. He's mm-hmm. like, "What about funny reels on Instagram that may not be loved by everyone?" Well, it depends on what the nature of them is. You know, um, you've got some parameters, like he said, funny reels. You have some parameters mm-hmm. that the Lord is up like harsh joking, like mm-hmm. you know, coarse jesting is is yeah. the way I think the King James says it or jesting, like Uh, if it's hard and coarse uh that's actually something that we're not supposed to be doing so when you see somebody like it's like i'll pick on you or pick on somebody else or whatever but but the issue is, you know that i love you and if that person doesn't know that i love them i'm not going to joke with them like that right Mm -hmm. if they're if they're unaware if they don't know me well enough to to do that i'm not going to do it so the more public I am, the less that I will do that. And the more private I am, because the people that are in that private circle know me, the more I may joke around. I love, I love the story about Brother Hagin. Um, they said, the story about Brother Hagin, they said, if you were in a room with Brother Hagin and you got hit with a, um, with a rubber band, Getting shot at you—it was almost a hundred percent, Brother Hagen, every time. Wow. Like he was—he was a jokester in that way, and he'd pick with people and and like that kind of stuff. I love that, yeah. you know I love that kind of stuff. But you've got reels that you have to understand, like Colton. Uh, you a lot of times people they are growing in their maturity in Christ, and they might not know that that reel really isn't godly. And they're learning that it's not godly, but they're not there yet. So if you see some blowback by people and you're like, eh, then you should probably bring it to your pastor and say, do you think this is okay? Do you think this is right? Is there something in it I don't know about? Um, but you you have to, like, there's certain reels that I will watch. I'm like, man, I'm not saying that to anybody. And that's really funny I happened to cross it. It's really funny, but I'm not sending that to anybody. Yeah. And uh, because it's got the wrong heart. And even though I don't care if it's funny, I don't care if it's a good point. I'm not sending it because it's the wrong kingdom. Yeah. You see what I mean? So you have to you have to uh, yield and, and be discerning in those things. So, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. It looks like Buddy had one.
2: Yeah, Buddy. Buddy asked, "What? What if someone is so carnal or callous that they, that they don't sense conviction anymore?"
0: Uh, well, that's a bad place. If somebody gets to the place where they can't sense any conviction anymore, that means that they have basically seared their conscience. Which, if you follow that through Scripture, what that basically means is they've stopped listening to God. Or they've told him no so many times that they don't feel the conviction anymore. So if that person is born again, they're, if they don't change, they're on their way to denying Christ. Yeah. Right? If they don't change and they don't humble themselves, they're on their way to denying Christ. So the best thing that they can do is get back in intimate fellowship with God, get into a church in intimate that has intimate fellowship, and every time the Lord tells them something, they need to make a habit of saying yes. And as they say yes to the Lord and no to the world, they'll open up their, uh, their discernment from the Spirit again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they need to repent and move back to that. That's a really bad place. You never want to be there. So, all right. Next.
2: Uh, Dylan asked, how do you tell the difference between a heart conviction and a mental conviction, or are they the same?
0: They are not the same. Uh, a heart conviction would be like a conviction of the Spirit. Uh, that is what you absolutely need to follow. A mental conviction could be legalism. So you could be legalistically convicted to do something, but but not, not convicted by the Holy Spirit at all. So, for example, uh, you could have somebody who is, you know, you could have somebody who, they're, they feel like they were taught. Let me think. Um, you could have somebody who was legalistically taught that they need to take communion every service, every Sunday service, right? But that's nowhere in the in the Bible. That doesn't say that. It just says as often as you. Do these things and remember these things in other words do it this way and we need to own a re- we should on a regular basis take communion but it doesn't give us a necessary or legalistic timeline but that person mm-hmm. could have such a mental conviction that it breaks them down i've literally heard somebody complain like you're not even a real church because you don't do communion every single sunday like, that has nothing to do with that at all. And uh, so you want to watch that it's not just a legalism. And, and when you feel like, I don't know if this is a heart or legal, that's when you need to take it to your spiritual leaders, your life group leader. Uh, you need to take it to your pastor. A lot of times life group leaders act like a pastor, but you want to take it to a spiritual leader and say, is this just me in my mind or is this a conviction of the Spirit? Yeah. And ask that question. Don't just leave it there. Ask it. Get clarity on it, and that'll help you. That'll help you on it. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead, Colton had.
2: Oh, Colton said, if I don't think my pastor would find it funny or entertaining, should I be watching it?
0: Well, it doesn't matter because you can have a different pastor. You know, you, everybody could have pastors at different levels. Really, the question is, would the Lord want mm-hmm. you to watch it? You know, and that's what you need to ask. Is is God really want me to see this or not? You know, if you got a question on that, then reach out to your pastor and ask mm-hmm. like is this okay just like what Dylan had, Is this okay or not? So, all right, next.
2: Dylan asked, could a legalistic conviction keep coming up almost every day?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you could you could easily confuse a legalistic conviction with the Holy Spirit conviction. Absolutely. But well, at the same time, a Holy Spirit conviction could also come up every day. So that's where you want to ask those questions and get clarity on it. Mm-hmm. And somebody who has experience in the word and knows the word generally can discern between those things pretty easily if they are if they are called into that role in your life. They generally can do that. Not always. Sometimes there's some tricky things. I mean, there's there are some tricky little situations, but the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom uh to see that. So Amen. He says, "Yes, sir. Thank you. You're welcome." Amen. So, but yeah, ask those questions, and and yeah. so, and this has been an interesting series on the two kingdoms. Have you gotten some out of it? It's
1: been so good. Amen. Because I, I mean, I was alluding to this yesterday after the broadcast, but I got in, into legalism because. My eyes had been open to the reality of the kingdom of darkness, yeah. so I wanted it completely gone out of my life. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not partaking with anything of the world. Like I will stay in my house. I won't talk yeah. to anybody. <laughs> yeah. And then I got into legalism.
0: Yeah, well, and you can have a period of time where that's actually not horrible for you. You know, it's like, uh, purging. like, like a, yeah, like a purging time yeah. where you're like. You're breaking kind of all the ties over that. But eventually that comes to an end because yeah. you're supposed to go and talk to people and lead them to the Lord and win yeah. souls and make disciples. And when as you're making disciples, you're going to be introduced to things and see things, and you're going to come around things that aren't of God. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to be a disciple, which is disciplined enough do not partake or be yeah. entangled with those things. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: I definitely made the mistake the first few years of trying to go after the Lord of thinking I was strong enough.
0: Yeah, and most people do that. Then I
1: actually wasn't, and yeah. it was very challenging. Like the yeah. trying to stay entangled.
0: I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody tried to go and they thought they were strong enough, and it literally caused them to backslide. So hard, hard backslide. And they thought they were strong enough. I, it happens almost to everybody. And when you try to tell them, like, hey, don't play with this, they're like, no, pride comes up. No, I'm yeah. strong enough. Yeah. And that's, the, that's a trap. It's a trap. Like, <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah. And every time, like every time, yeah. that's a trap. No, I'm strong enough. That right there, that thought is a lie yeah. in itself because you're not strong enough without mm-hmm. Christ.
1: Like it's not Mm -hmm. it's
0: not about you. It's it's not about your level. It's about him always. Yeah. Mm. And that's a trap trying to get you. That's that's one of the traps that the devil uses on immature Christians so often, and it works. Why does he use it? Because it works. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the strongest thing that you saw this week?
1: Ooh, probably yesterday. The conviction of the Lord of. Just a simple entanglement is partaking with demonic things. I I hadn't seen it like that before because in my mind, I was like, oh, well, I'm not listening to that music anymore. I'm not doing those drugs anymore. I'm not partaking with with immorality in that way anymore. So I'm I'm, like, I am consecrated. I love Jesus. (laughs) But then the conviction hit me yesterday of like, oh, like I can be entangled with something as simple as a type of movie. Yes. Something as simple as uh, certain food I like to eat all the time. Or emotions. Emotions is a huge one. Yes, thank you, Pastor. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah,
0: I it's know, true. You can be entangled with fear. Yep. Like fear is yeah. not of God, and mm-hmm. but you allow it, and you're mm-hmm. not willing to put it away right away because you still want to worry over something. It's really good. That's an entanglement.
1: It's so good. I was just listening to Kenneth yeah. Hagin this morning, and he was preaching on casting your cares. And yeah. he was telling about when he was a young pastor, the Lord really dealt with him on yeah. not worrying or not being in fear. And that, that in itself is a sin to the Lord.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's been a really good series. Yes. You know, I, I thought we were talking about it one day, but it was quickly. We realized it's a bigger topic now. I'm so glad yeah. we took the time with it. It's really and good. And thank you so much for being with us and we love you. If you would like to sow today, you're welcome to. You don't have to. We sow this into the world every single day, but you can go to giveww.org. And for everybody who is sowing, Father, right now, let it be blessed in Jesus' name. Press down, shaking together, running over. Thank you, Lord, for their participation. With the good news of Christ coming out through this ministry, thank you, Lord, that they want to help get the word out. They want to help get things advanced and get the good news of Christ out to people. We praise you, Lord, for it. Thank you for their heart. Thank you for our partners. In Jesus' name.